I'm Georgia. I work for the Canadian Olympic Committee. It's been five years uh, in terms of my time with them. I'm the director of digital uh, and I don't love Pop-Tarts. We'll start yeah. with that. Why don't you like Pop-Tarts? I don't know. Too much sugar, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yep. That's the athlete in you. Speaking. You got it. <laughs> um, former athlete. Former, yeah. Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio in session. So today they announced the flag bearers um, for the upcoming Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang. Because um, that was like my first question and then they announced it. So Scott Moyer. Mm-hmm. And Tessa Virtue. You got it. Yeah. So exciting. And, and some, some, okay, so inside scoop there. I was told, you just told me before we started recording that we weren't supposed to know or it wasn't supposed to be announced. So what's the story here? Yeah. So on Friday, we caught word that okay. the only time JT was available, aka Justin Trudeau, okay, is today. So Tuesday. Um, and that was the only time he was going to be available to announce the flag bearer with us. Okay. And that's traditionally the prime minister is there? The, yeah. Traditionally, okay. he's yeah. there with the flag bearer. A very iconic moment for Canada. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and what an honor um, sure. to kind of speak about that with them and, and the opportunity and, and them leading the team. So uh, essentially, that's what we try to arrange ah. every time in terms of the formal announcement. Yeah. So with Tuesday... AK today being the only time he was available. This was Friday, so a couple days ago. Oh my goodness. Where we got that call saying that was the case. Yeah. Also got the call saying this is who's been selected by the committee okay. of who the flag bearers will be. And for the first time, it's two. It's two people. First time ever. Yeah. And for it to be Tessa and Scott, which yeah. I was so excited for. Now, the interesting thing about the timing was there were so many variables. Okay. So we didn't know for sure if. Um, if JT, we'll call him, we'll, we'll go short form. Okay, we'll go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know if JT was going to be available, available for sure, but there was possibly a window. Yeah. And then we also didn't know if Tessa and Scott were going to accept the honor. And it just so happened in terms of the timing, they were competing yeah. um, on Friday and Saturday yeah. at the uh, national championships. Nationals. Yeah, exactly. And was that in Ottawa? So, no, that was in Vancouver, other side of the oh country. Oh, so, and that's the other variable, and yeah. we had to kind of game this out, was, okay, so if they do accept, the yeah. question was, when are they going to ask them? Are they going to ask them after they... When I heard, it was about two hours before they were going to skate their short program. Um, so, they Yeah, so their short dance. Yeah, so they... No, they asked them in between the short and the free. So, they have this beautiful story that they talked about uh, last night and today to media about yeah. how... Um, the president uh, or CEO of Skate Canada, in addition to the high performance director, yeah. uh, came and essentially said, this is the greatest like day of my career that I get to you know, talk to you about this opportunity that you have. Wow. And then uh, essentially let them know. And it was it was in between their competition, which is kind of unprecedented. That never happens. They weren't yeah. expecting any news. Sure. Yeah. They said that they turned to each other and just started like crying. Really? <laughs> right away. Wow. Followed by saying something along the lines of, I'm really glad we stuck around for this. Like came back for another Olympics. Yeah, they've, they're grown up now, aren't they? Yeah. They, I, I remember they're, they were kids and they look so adult. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they've been in the sport together for 20 years. Jeez. And they won Olympic gold in at Vancouver 2010. Yeah. So, I mean, that's eight years ago that at is, this point. That is, I yeah, know. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, now, 
it, it's interesting that the cynics and people will go, ah, there's there's a curse on whoever mm. carries the flag. Um, I don't know if you're you're disallowed about speaking about this or not, but did that come up at all, or is that a thing? I think at this point it's moot because okay. of what happened in Sochi 2014. Haley Wickenheiser was the ah. opening ceremony flag bearer. Okay, and if Here you recall, you the most exciting women's hockey That's game we've right. ever seen. <laughs> And they walked with gold, so that's true. I don't think there's okay, any curse. Okay, so it's over. So the curse is over. I would, there it, you if go. there is anything to begin with, it doesn't exist it is anymore. Gone. It's gone for sure. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, so this is an interesting games. Um, I remember, I remember back in Seoul, South Korea, back '88, maybe. Yeah, you got it. Uh, you're probably too young to remember. But Ben Johnson, that was the, was that the Ben Johnson run in, in Seoul, South Korea? You're right. I'm too young to remember. Yeah. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> I think it was, I remember getting my my first ever piece of clothing that I purchased with my own money mm. was a Seoul, South Korea sweatshirt with the Canada flag on it and everything. And uh, it, it's, it probably doesn't, I don't know where it is. It's thrown away. It's going to be like retro at someone, this point. It's I know. perfectly stylish I for know. Today. It is. Mm-hmm. Um but I remember I was listening to a, a podcast today um, on the way to work, uh, the one that the New Yorker, uh, mm-hmm. is it the New Yorker, New York Magazine, The Daily, anyways, is, is, is what it's called. And they were talking about uh, the upcoming Olympics and sort of relating it back to when it was in Seoul in, in, in 88. Um, and one of the things they were t- discussing or, or, or talking about was, um, you know, the relations between North and South Korea that sort of around that time or just before then or you know there was a lot of animosity going on mm-hmm. um and we you know we've got you know the guy down south um you know, and, and the other guy up, up north north korea you know talking over twitter to each other and stuff like that are there any hesitancies about going there i'm curious Great question, yeah. and something that we've really seen talked about a lot in the media over the yeah. last over the last year or so. And to relate it back to other games as well, there's always something that really gets uh, media attention mm-hmm. um, in the lead up to an upcoming Olympics. If yeah. you look at Rio, there was a lot of conversation around the Zika virus. Yeah. If you looked at Russia, it was the political climate. Mm. Uh, so it, it's something that. If you work uh, for for the committee and, and in the industry, it's something that you're so used to of yeah. um, what's the next storyline. Uh, in this case, uh, it uh, got really blown out, of course, with the uh, those that you, you're mentioning yeah. um, with the back and forth and what you did see on Twitter yeah. and um, all the conversation around it. Now, um, a couple things of even when that conversation was going, as somebody that works... Um, you know, in the in the Olympic circle, yeah. Um, there's a couple things to to look at that maybe a, a bit of a different perspective. Sure. Yeah. Um, while we were hearing about all of that in the news, number one is that the next Olympics, uh, Winter Olympics, are happening in Beijing, China, mm. and so it just so happens uh, in terms of North Korea, Korea, their greatest ally is China, and so it would be. It would be interesting if they were to do anything during an Olympic Games yeah. um, when they knew their ally were hosting the next one. So it w- wouldn't be something that you would want to mm. do from a relationship perspective, you would imagine. Interesting. Um, and then same thing when countries are sending their greatest athletes somewhere. Yeah. Is that the time when you want to get into 
you know, a, a, mm. a challenging political yeah. environment or, or anything at all, right? Yeah. And so it's one of those things that I think uh, provides perspective mm-hmm. when the media frenzy is going on for whatever it is that's happening in the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's been my personal perspective when sure. I look at it. And then, yeah. of course, everything's kind of toned down a lot recently. You saw the meeting between South Korea and North Korea yeah. for the first time in a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Um, North Korea is actually sending uh, contingents to the games. They have figure skaters that will be there and uh, a cheerleading squad. So there we go. They're in. Yeah. You must be excited about going there. You've gone all over the place. I I, I travel through you, I think. (laughs) Um, What are you excited about? You know, outside of the games and covering it in Team Canada, Mm -hmm. um, have you ever been to South Korea before? I have once. So a a year and a bit ago, we did um, a site visit for the press briefing. Okay. And so it's press from all over the world that get together. Um, They look at, you know, what's the progress with the venues? What should they uh, expect from an operations standpoint Mm -hmm. uh, when they are on the ground covering the game? And so that's always a great touch point because it's not just media around the world, but it's um, communications um, staff and digital staff from National Olympic Committees globally. So that's kind of our one time to sync up together each uh, ahead of each games. So we were there then and um, it was incredible. And they were ahead of schedule. Mm. Everybody was so great to work with. Uh, And overall, it's been something that I've looked forward to and and is seemingly setting up to be quite to, to run quite well, at least from an operations standpoint. Yeah. Um, not to mention how well, of course, our athletes are performing so far and, and where we're slated um, overall to, to do, which um, there's been a lot of mm-hmm. uh, debate on that, which is exciting as well. Yeah. Is there anything that you're really excited to to visit, to do, to experience there outside of the... I know you're going to be busy, you know, with the Olympics and all, but is there... Mm-hmm. You know, for example, for me, when I go to New York um, in September, it's, it's 100% for work. But when work is done, I just love hitting the comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's sort of my guilty thing. Yeah, I'll go to New York, and then I know at night, if I'm there a day or mm-hmm. if I'm there for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it for you when, well, what is it for you when you travel? And then what is it for you specifically about going to South Korea, if yeah. there is anything? Yeah, so great question. Uh, I think last time I was in South Korea and yeah. in Seoul, I almost, not I don't want to say got things out of the way, but you have excitement around any new place that you visit and you want to see a few things, right? So last time during the press briefing, I went a day early so that I could visit a few kind of iconic spots um, like the Gwangbuk uh, Palace. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a kind of a handful of sites that I got to see when I was there this last time. And then that at least almost has me be like, okay, I, you know, I've been there. I've seen some of it. I understand it a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I'm not just kind of you're chomping at the bit to see a little bit sure. of, of um, what's around you. So there's that, which is um, great. The other part is anytime um, after a, an Olympic Games, we get a vacation period. Mm. And it's something I very much look forward to because if you can imagine your job is so centered around this big moment of course we on digital cover our athletes wherever they are in the world world cups world championships and we do that 365 in between Olympic windows however there's a lot more layered on top of that when it comes to covering the olympic games so when that moment is is over and when the closing ceremonies are complete there's this like collective sigh of relief Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we get some time off and it's that 
And I don't know if you've ever been able to step away from your job and not really have to think about like impending deadlines or other things that you like maybe should have sure. done or whatnot. Well, no, the, the chapter is closed. Like yeah. it is. The book is closed. Like it's got to there's find it. Like there's nothing, nothing you can do. There's nothing left. No. That's it. You're you done. You visit. You tuck that away. <laughs> yeah. And anything else you would start and, and you know, reimagine and anything else is once you get back to work so it's kind of this really interesting time where you can travel and feel you know so in the moment and so present with whatever you're doing with your travels because mm -hmm. of having that that time yeah and so i'm going to be traveling to a handful of um, different countries okay. in asia uh, nice. after the olympics conclude so that's kind of my exciting travel oh, bit that is awesome. uh, so it includes thailand vietnam cambodia uh, malaysia indonesia and china wow. how long how long is your vacation just under a month. Oh my god! Wow, you so, guys hiring? I've asked you every time you come in. I ask you, are you guys hiring? <laughs> we can swap at some point. We, sure. Like, tag out. Let's swap right after the Olympics. Was, <laughs> Deal. I, I want that three weeks. <laughs> oh, I see. I thought you were going to do the road to Tokyo. <laughs> that's the summer. Oh, that's the next winter. The next, the, the next, next summer Olympics are Tokyo 2020. Oh wow! Which will be incredible if you think about the technology there. Yeah. And. Uh, just you know as a whole in terms of our industry and where mm -hmm. things will be from a technology standpoint what you what you'll able be able to do to activate uh with virtual reality or if you look at augmented reality and how far that will come between now and then well let's let's do this let's let's go back four years oh my goodness um was that the we are winter yes that we are winter i thought that was very clever mm -hmm. very smart um what do you remember in terms of you know huge on twitter there was stuff on social um what were you guys doing then that was quote unquote cutting edge new different mm, uh so really interesting question too even if you shift to think how much has changed in Ex those four yeah, years over exactly. digital. Like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's unreal so in terms of what we were doing that was kind of new yeah this what this which is already like very old but yeah. we centered the conversation around a hashtag so yeah. at the time that was new and yeah. so the hashtag chosen was we are winter yeah. there's an iconic campaign built around it mm -hmm. and it was the most used hashtag globally mm -hmm. after hashtag sochi 2014 yeah. so there were a lot of things we did right uh, we got all of our athletes verified on twitter mm -hmm. uh, and there's a difference um uh, in the algorithm, when a lot of verified users are tweeting something, it would help it trend faster. So there's ah. kind of an element in the algorithm sure. for what causes something to trend. Mm -hmm. So that was on our side. We didn't know it in advance almost in a okay. way, but that was on our side nice. when we got everybody collectively using We Are Winter. It also just so happened to be the coldest winter that Canada had <laughs> in a long time, um, which, you know, by fluke really yeah. helped us out as people were talking about yes, the weather so and including it in. Uh, and, and overall, that allowed us to kind of aggregate through that hashtag. So we had a lot of support. Um, it was the first partnership that Twitter had ever done in North America with a sport property. Oh. And so we partnered with Twitter in, um, for Sochi 2014, and that was a first. And again, of course, would have uh, helped tremendously yeah. towards that success with us and Twitter working together. Mm -hmm. And uh, Twitter was kind of at the at a pinnacle in that, in that moment in time yes. when it came to... Uh, live sports updates yeah. on a platform. Yeah, that's so true. They were killing it. So I would say that's kind of the one of the things that we did mm -hmm. at that time that was kind of that was new. Yeah, and executed very well. Yeah, and of course, two years later, you're doing the Summer Olympics, um, and then now we're going back to the Winter Olympics, going back to South Korea. Mm -hmm. um, not, yeah, going back to South Korea, I guess for for different games. But 
Okay, so what what can we expect this year, next month? What 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 are you know uh, digital natives like myself, um, my son who is eleven years old, my dad who is hitting seventy, I think. Okay. You know what can all of us look forward to? Okay, in for terms sure. Of what you guys are up to? So I'll get to that in just a second. I'm okay. going to bridge the gap for us from Sochi to Pyeongchang. Okay, so that yeah, four-year yeah. window yeah, if you yeah. look at the digital landscape and what came along the way. Mm-hmm. So even if you look at that two-year period between Sochi and Rio yes. for the summer games, uh, right before Rio, Facebook launched Facebook Live. So it was just okay. a, a few months before Rio. Yeah. And there was this last minute collaboration between us and Facebook, partnered with Facebook, um, had a Facebook Live studio, one of only uh, wow. two National Olympic committees that were able to pull it off in such a short amount of time mm-hmm. and had a lot of uh, kind of success through that. Um, also, you saw one week before the start of the Rio 2016 opening ceremony, mm-hmm. Instagram launched Instagram Stories. Mm. So there's things like that that are yeah. so excited for us as we see kind of be added added in, yeah. right? There's also, um, I'm trying to think what else was new in that period of time, but if we jump forward, it's yeah. interesting too. I was talking to somebody about augmented reality yeah, and how it, I believe it was maybe 2010 or 2011, the first time that I had used it, there was an app called Lair. Do you remember? It was an app where uh, essentially uh, it allowed you to create, yeah. like self-create uh, various realities. Okay. And it, there was, it was so exciting and everybody was talking about it if you were in the industry, yeah. but nobody else was talking about sure, it outside. Of course. Because there's that barrier to Always en- entry. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I think even uh, Starbucks did a campaign where their cups kind of were brought to light a few ah. years after that, which you may or may not remember. And you probably don't because, yeah. again, not that many people were actually utilizing mm-hmm. it. And I think now there's certain things where we've, we're, we've come to a point in time where people are actually using this technology. Wow, what okay. you see on Snapchat now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah of um, course. Yeah, with your uh, your Bitmoji. Yeah. And then now, have you heard of Genies? Genies just launched. It's this new news Is this platform. a new app? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it's a new app where Genies. it's a competitor to Bitmoji. Okay. And so it, it kind of takes like what you would think your Bitmoji is, but it fully animates it. Ah. And then what it does is it animates the news for you. So it's, uh, I think, targeted towards millennials mm-hmm. so that they'll dive in um, and kind of get excited about the news each day because it's kind of, A, they're self-consumed, like, yeah. like to see themselves in a Bitmoji. Everybody loves those Bitmojis. That's part sure. of it. Um, there's like that, that vain part in our society of that course. actually plays a part, um, but animates the news. So. Uh, my point in all of this is in a roundabout way of saying that augmented reality has now reached a point where you're seeing a lot more of it. So I think mm. during these games, you're going to see activations around right. augmented reality. Virtual reality is another interesting one as well, where people started to do it during the Rio games, but you probably didn't hear anything about it. Mm-hmm. And if you did, you weren't using it because you didn't have you know, the right equipment. So there's still a barrier. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more during this upcoming games around virtual reality. Yeah. But I think Tokyo is when it's going to kind of hit yeah. its moment and its peak in terms of um, the amount of people that are that are using and mm-hmm. utilizing that technology. You're going to see more 360 as well. So for sure. Rio, um, yeah. so essentially what all of this is providing you is like a greater access and experience and kind of view mm-hmm. of something where you didn't have access or that kind of view or perspective on before. That's really kind of okay. what what I would say if you're just kind of wrapping that up in a sentence and putting it in a yeah, bow. That, that's yeah. how I would almost look at it. In Rio, you started to see the um, consumer um, uh, 360 cameras. 
And so mm. you could buy them in the store, less than $1,000. People were using them, but the quality was still a little bit too yeah. low. Yeah, yeah. And then the next uh, price for uh, you know an industry standard 360 was like $60,000. Sure. So there's really no middle ground, but now we've got a lot more um, refinement in that technology mm -hmm. to where you're getting good quality, you're going to see more consumption of 360 yeah. video or 360 photos and even 360 live. So are we going to see athletes with some of these? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, at Canada Olympic House in, mm -hmm. um, so it's actually located right beside the Olympic Park on the coast in Pyeongchang. Okay. And uh, we have a camera that does 360 lives. Uh, so essentially, if we're sitting around a table with it yeah. in, in the middle, you're seeing everybody and you're seeing kind of the landscape and everything around them as well. So mm. we're excited about some of that. Okay. Um, and some executions with our athletes around yeah. that too. Wow. And then Facebook Live has been taken to the next level, of course. Mm -hmm. we Our programming is going to be much more interesting this time. We've really um, kind of stepped up our game about what are our athletes interested in. Yeah. And we're bringing that into, into the... Um, equation up front to okay. ensure that all the programming that you see during the games will be exciting and different from what you're getting everywhere else okay so it's a differentiator from what you would see as like an interview on tv or something else as well yeah it's so you know there's the um you know is it cbc that's the official broadcaster mm -hmm. in canada mm -hmm. for that you know you can watch them you guys will be doing different things that we can come to like the team canada facebook page and really see like unique programming. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So our lens is always to be entertaining and exciting. Mm. So you're going to get you're going to get the straight news. You're going to get some great interviews. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure a lot more from CBC. They have some outstanding things that of they're course. planning and executing. Yeah. Um, and so the one differentiator that we always try to do since we're the team mm -hmm. um, is really kind of take give people a access that they're not getting anywhere else mm -hmm. uh, and be exciting and entertaining content. Nice. So uh, the programming for Facebook lives will be great. Uh, we've done a lot of banked content. So we had a media summit that happened in Calgary at the end of May, early June, where mm -hmm. we brought a hundred of Canada's best, best athletes that were likely to make the team for Pyeongchang. We brought yeah. them together. Um, I can't remember how many content sessions we did over two days, but it wow. was, I think, 2,700. Okay. Like a ridiculous amount of so content like inside sessions. inside stories on certain athletes and... Like little social games oh, okay. and capture, inside stories, video capture. Um, that's the one thing as well that you're seeing in, in across all social platforms. Of course, you've seen the massive rise in consumption of video. Mm -hmm. um, so our uh, producer and videographer editor, he has been to all of our sports um, in their World Cups or training sessions or what have you uh, in over this past year to bank sure. a ton of content um, so that you're seeing that in our feeds during games as well. Wow. So uh, definitely uh, a large emphasis on kind of the shift of what we've done with uh, content. So how does one keep up with all of this? You know, so things are, what is it? How many hours ahead behind? 14. 14. Ahead. Ahead. For Pyeongchang. Okay. So the the thinking is the same as it was in Sochi, which is own the morning, extend mm -hmm. the evening. So okay. in the morning, you're going to wake up here in Canada. Yeah. And there might be somebody competing for a medal in that very moment. Yeah. Or you might have just missed something. So in the when you wake up in the morning, it's to deliver and, and to deliver wherever you are on whatever platform. Because you mentioned your dad in mm -hmm. the 70s. Yeah. So, uh, you know, whatever platform he's utilizing, yeah. he'll be targeted to ensure that he's seeing this in addition to what you're seeing uh, on the platform that you go to most often. Mm -hmm. We're, we have touch 
points across all of them. But um, when you wake up in the morning, you you're delivered that yeah. in the way that you want to, to receive it. OK, good. Uh, and then um, throughout the day, there's going to be various highlights and whatnot. So we have a team that's going to be around the clock. Um, so uh, in Pyeongchang and covering that time zone and mm -hmm. kind of the real time of what the days look like there mm -hmm. and a team here in Canada that's ensuring that whenever Canadians are talking about something that we are engaged in that conversation when it's happening instead of sleeping in Pyeongchang as an example. Ah. And then what they'll do as well is match up. So whatever you're seeing on broadcast and the highlights that you're seeing on broadcast, yeah. they'll match up with replay content. Okay. So it can be your second screen while you're watching ah. um, on TV as well. So to, I, I know things happen in the moment while you're there, but you must have sort of planned ahead. Here's what we're going to do day one. Here's what your day typically looks like. Mm -hmm. So if you can, like, take us take us to a day. Like, what what are you going to be doing on a you know daily basis? What, 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 is, what is that going to look like? Yeah, so I'll talk a little bit about what some of the members of my team will be okay, yeah, doing because yeah, yeah. we've assigned yeah. everybody out. And so we actually have How many this, people are going um, digitally? There's nine yeah. uh, that'll be on the ground uh, digital focused. Okay. And so various roles. Remember, there's an overlap because we have a person for English and a person for French. Ah. So remember, there's an overlap there. So you're kind of duplicating yeah. in terms of the number of people. Mm. They're doing the same job, okay. um, but two focused strictly on French content and two focused strictly on English content, ah. as an example. Sure. Um, but let's let's talk about one of them. So yeah. one of our community managers, as yeah. an example. So what we've done already is we've broken down the 17 days mm -hmm. of the Olympic window, and we've broken it down into 15-minute increments. Wow. And everybody... Oh. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of competition schedule and everything that goes yeah. on during that time. Well, you have to remember there's a ton of moving pieces. So it's not just a community manager. We have the photographers and where they need to be. And we've scheduled that out. Um, where from a video perspective, if our athletes are done competing, are they coming through Canada Olympic House and going to Facebook Live? Mm -hmm. um, when they are done competing as well, and let's say they want a medal, within yeah. 24 hours of that medal being won, there is prizing in our fan club that goes up, our Canadian Olympic Club, mm -hmm. um, that fans at home can win and it's uh, signed memorabilia of the athlete that just won the medal. Oh, wow. And so organizing that and that creative and getting that contest up. So almost a contest daily oh, for goodness. fans to engage in. Yeah. So a ton of, ton of moving pieces, yeah. if you can imagine it. But day in the life of, let's say, a community manager, because it's way more interesting than a day in the life of me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why in yeah. a second. But uh, so they're, they're assigned out. So let's say there is a ski cross okay. race happening and it's a qualifier and we have two of our athletes in it. So mm. we might have that be the first assignment for them in the morning. So mm. they would go there. Um, so they're physically there. Physically in okay. venue. All right. So they're there. Um, they're getting kind of short social clips um, of our athletes, about our athletes, kind of giving fans the experience of in venue so that from home when you're watching, you have the experience of being there. Wow. You get that you get that touch point that you're not going to get elsewhere. Yeah. You see all of the Canadian fans that have traveled all that way yeah. in the stands with the flag. So um, so they'll be covering that. And then let's say they qualify. Maybe they'll have a little bit of time with the athlete um, to get a, capture a bit more content. And then mm. they'll move. And let's say they have a couple hours where they can finish writing stories about okay. what's upcoming for the day or yeah. what's just completed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, uh, they're responsible for social, responsible for written content as well. Yeah. And then they might need to 
who knows? Uh, maybe there's an athlete that is done competing that has just stopped by Canada House mm-hmm. and they're going to do a Facebook Live there yeah. and then they're going to capture some social content afterwards and we haven't been in touch with them yet. Sure. So they'll race over to Canada Olympic House. It's about sure. a 45-minute drive from oh mountains to coast. Uh, so they'll get there. They have their own driver, I'm guessing. We have one driver for the team oh. collectively. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll organize kind of the moving pieces of yeah. how we get the nine people around, which... <laughs> It's always interesting, and transportation is always a challenge for of every course. game, yeah. for every country, for I can sure. Imagine, yeah. I think it's going to be a lot better this time because Rio, okay. some of the uh, clusters were two hours away from each oh, other. Wow. And if you think of the traffic in Rio and Copacabana Beach and everything, yeah. um, it was a challenge, but you we're in a much smaller uh, kind of town this okay. time around. All right. Um, so. I'm hopeful that transportation will be a little bit more seamless. So let's say they pop by Canada House and then they might be assigned to, let's say, figure skating that evening. Mm. And we have what we call medal moments. Um, And it would mean that that athlete um, has been predicted to have a chance of winning a medal. And so we have kind of all of that mapped up, mapped out ahead of time in this spreadsheet, the 15 minute increment spreadsheet Mm. I'm describing. Yeah. So let's say then they're heading to figure skating and there's a coordination for our team where there's always somebody at a desk while there's somebody that's on like at the venue or in the field of play. Okay. Because they that person in venue, yeah. there's the odd time where you're going to have connectivity issues, Wi-Fi ah. issues. There were interesting moments in Sochi as an example where if Putin walked in a building, the Wi-Fi just went out mm-hmm. in that particular building. Wow. You just never know. There's okay. like curveballs you just have no idea yeah. about. So uh, we always ensure that there's the person that's covering and then there's the backup as well. Okay. And then they tag team about what content they post on which channels at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they might be there covering same thing, getting the experience of in the building. So their jobs are very exciting. If, yeah. <laughs> if we talk about wanting to swap, let's swap with them. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sounds so- stressful though too. Most definitely. So yeah. there's about, there's, you know, a ton of wrenches that could be thrown in any given day. Yeah. And you're, you're constantly kind of reiterating and problem solving about what to do next, what to do instead. Um, there's athletes that you're really excited um, that they're going to, you know, have the performance of their lives that mm-hmm. night, and, you know, or they're going, maybe they're slated or predicted to win a certain medal and then they don't um, perform. And, and so there's always, there's always a shift and a change. And there, and then there's an athlete that, it completely unexpected, but sure. all of a sudden we find them on a on the podium, and yeah. it's scrambling to get a photographer there. So we have you know the shot of them competing if they make a final race or whatever. Yeah. Um. And and for us to be covering it on social too, so that it's it's one of those things, especially if it's unpredictable, that mm-hmm. we're, we're there to cover and then it doesn't get missed. Uh, the other thing we have somebody on the team that verifies so um, that a medal is o- official. Okay. And there's a moment that happened in Sochi where we were the only, I would say, outlet, so to speak, that went out with the correct medal that was won. Ah. Everybody went out. It was um, uh, speed skating Okay. in Sochi. There yeah. was a particular race, and it was a relay. Yeah. And everybody went out. The Canada won bronze. Yeah. And our researcher said, hang on, give it. 30 more seconds because she saw the referees talking at the side of the boards and she always knows that means that there could be a uh, disqualification. Yeah. And so there was a moment there where she said, hold on guys. (laughs) And uh, sure enough, 
we, we waited everybody else had gone out and we were you know we're like chopping at the bit saying we need to like we, we're always out in 60 seconds of a metal being one we need yeah. to we need to go live with all this yeah and she said hang on hang on hang on we got silver and so everybody else was retracting and reissuing like yeah. we got up, like it's silver um and we were the only ones that got silver so we've got all these kind of checks and balances as well yeah uh, with various members of the team and everybody really comes together to uh make the coverage work what what sort of tools and gadgets does one of these community managers they leave their hotel they're racing to the ski or whatever what's in their backpack yeah okay a ton of things so we we stock up so number one you need uh, a converter to whatever uh, wherever you are in the world in terms mm. of power source, power so source uh, yeah. 220 volts there yeah. you need a converter um and even the plugs are different sure oh, so okay. it's something that sometimes you might not even think about yeah. but we always ensure take a picture of the outlets too because sometimes they even have like weird angles to where oh. you have the right plug but then it doesn't fit in the wall ah um so anyways we're always the, that's you know first things first yeah uh and then again on power it's um we have mophies as battery packs okay and so we usually have two or three each yeah and the and you need more in winter than summer and the reason the is when drains. you're outside yeah. yeah in the cold the battery drains very quickly so yeah. we actually even have um kind of hot hand warmers mm. that will sometimes oh. even tape to the back of it um so we'll warm it up and then tape it on the back to see if we can con keep the device oh, warm smarter. instead of it getting as getting cold and then yeah. Yeah. off i was at um our bobsleigh final in sochi and mm. i went through three battery packs within oh, wow. i would say half an hour 45 no. minutes wow. yeah because it was that cold out and so they were just draining very quickly so wow. so power source all of that is number yeah. one um connectivity is always uh can be a challenge we're really excited that the games are in korea because I mean, it's Korea. Yeah. <laughs> They're um, launching their 5G uh, network okay. um, just before the games, which yeah. is very exciting. Um, but it's always it's always a challenge. So we have MiFi's mm -hmm. that we bring with us. So it's essentially um, so we can connect while we're in transit on okay. buses, media buses to and from various venues. Mm -hmm. We can still get connected even if the Wi-Fi signal on the bus isn't strong. Sure. Um, so connectivity. And then you have everything else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, there's uh, gadgets that you can attach to your phone, to the camera on your phone. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. To yeah. get a better shot. So whether it's uh, Zoom or... Um, um, fisheye or whatever it is so there's okay. different kind of creative things you can do there yeah there is a stabilizer so if you're shooting um any kind of video um essentially you hold your hand yeah. uh, you can move your wave your hand around yeah and the phone stays steady okay so it kind of moves around the phone yeah. so it stays steady while even in motion so that nice. one's key and especially if you're we have a facebook live kit okay. uh, quick stand with a um a lav mic it is attached we even have like it's in it's in a very very small if you picture a briefcase it's in yeah. a case like that it has lights too oh my goodness <laughs> yeah uh, lights microphone camera um, uh, the plugins that you can essentially check sound it just has everything all in one little kit that Facebook actually provided for us mm -hmm. um, the 360 live camera that Twitter provided yeah um, so they have that in their kits oh my goodness there's so many how things. many phones do they get. So everybody has their one phone. Okay. And then I bring backups for the team. Okay. So number one, if anything happens to their phone. Two, if it gets stolen or lost. Mm -hmm. um, uh, three, if you need to activate on two at the same time, if you're mm. doing two various live feeds at sure. the same time, as an example, if yeah. that was something that you wanted to do. Um, 
we even actually there was one thing we tried for Rio, but it didn't work out successfully. But if you picture a selfie stick that has three phones attached to it, oh my goodness! So we tried to like create this device that yeah. would make it easy to do three things at the same time. Wow! Well, like if you just had a moment with it, with an athlete, was that MacGyvered on like just duct tape and <laughs> basically, yeah, it, lo- it was, looked really sexy. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Would the community managers have? There's so many um, little things that they... Oh, uh, Snapchat Spectacles is okay. another thing that yeah, we yeah. got. Um, they weren't sold in Canada in the time, so I actually picked them up while I was traveling. Yeah. Uh, they always have that. I'm trying to think what else there is. That sounds like a lot. Oh, there's there's more. Yeah. But yeah of course, their laptop, always, always. Yeah. And I always bring a, a backup laptop, too. Sure. Um, it was more of an issue in Rio with petty theft. We're not as concerned oh, about it in okay. Korea in terms of things getting stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you always have your headphones. There's a lot of other little nice. gadgets too, but nothing else that's coming top of mind. Sure, sure, sure. Um, let's see what else they want. Well, let's let's talk about. You know, you you talked about somebody um, at the last Olympics. They might they they won. They wasn't expected. Something new. You got to be on your toes. Um, was that Penny Oleksiak for you guys last year? Did you like? Did you know? Yeah, yeah. She's a star swimmer. She'll she'll medal somewhere. So really interesting question. Yeah. Um, so in Sochi we had like a wonderful surprise. In Rio, Penny was a surprise to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So there is formal system set up, uh, own the podium and what have you oh, that really right. um, will uh, predict. Uh, an athlete and where they're slated to oh, place wow. at the Olympic Games based on how they've done in their World Cup, World Championship circuit, etc. Uh, and there's other factors that go into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the the formal standard of the measure, yeah. um, Penny wasn't kind of slated out to okay. have the success that we all saw okay. her all have. Right. Yeah. Um, with that said, if you follow swimming closely so mm-hmm. if you're somebody that's really engaged yeah um you're going to pick up on how this athlete is excelling in the lead up to okay. and potentially predict it and yeah. so um our content manager yeah he was obsessed he was saying like how like how is she not on these lists like laid out really? to win yeah. you know win medals and like do really big things like i'm, I'm telling you yeah she's gonna be outstanding um and they were just like, yeah, well, it's her first Olympics, yada, yada, yada. Like the normal things you and hear. And how old is she? Was still in high 16, school? 16. 16. Unreal. Mm. Like uh, just amazing um, what she was able to do. An Olympic gold, four Olympic medals. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. When I was 16, I like <laughs> couldn't, couldn't make craft dinner. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, uh, unbelievable. So, so for us, because our content manager was so engaged, yeah, uh, he actually had her as a big watch out for us. Okay, um, and so we were ready, and we had certain assets laid out for her as well. And a lot of people don't know this, but we create a lot of assets in advance. Yeah, and we're hopeful. So we'll have, and this might sound like we're jinxing, jinxing people, but you would any anybody that's trying to you know you're prepping, make right? sure they're ready for yeah. it is going to have it ready so we would have you know so and so like an a, like an iconic kind of gold at sure. like things like that yeah um so we have all of that ready to go uh and so we made this asset that was special that um said history yeah. on it uh with penny Alexiak, and oh, it was wow. it was our content manager um that was on top of that and mm-hmm. and, and he said this is something that we have to have ready uh so that and then in addition andre degrasse is another big story who Mm -hmm. hadn't been running for that long started 
I don't know what age he started running. I want to say 18, but I don't know his story um, that closely. But it had only been, I don't know if it was four years or how many years it was. Not a long time. Yeah, yeah. Not a long time. But there was an expectation that he would do, right? There was heading into the Olympics. But this uh, Asif, the same content manager I'm speaking of, it was about... A few years before that, so right after the Sochi Olympics, yeah. he was he sent an email to me and yeah. my my former boss, and said this guy is going to win a medal for Canada in the hundred meter final yeah. in Rio. Mark my words. In two years, wow. Sa- yeah, he was like, I saved that email I sent you just so I could pull it up again. <laughs> so what is is he still with you guys? He's not. He's not. He's uh, he's moved on, but he is like outstanding just like amazing in the content space so who who should we be watching for um you know not the regular ones or or not the ones that are going to be on everyone's list Mm. but who's the one that is not on everyone's list that um the new uh, asif um is saying that this watch this person well, I'll watch this team. I gotta say for this one, we gotta phone. I gotta phone a friend. We gotta call a thief on this one. We do. <laughs> um, so who's who's slated that people yeah. aren't talking about? Yeah. Uh, let's see. One thing that people may not know is how strong our figure skating team is as a rounded whole. Okay. So there's a new event that was an event in the uh, Sochi Games that was the team event for figure skating. Mm-hmm. And so in that particular event with our athletes um, ranking in the world where they are across each discipline, mm-hmm. um, we're going to do very well in that event. Okay. I'm not going to jinx anything <laughs> by saying any type of color or whatnot, but they're going to do outstanding. Now, people generally know that, though, so I'm trying to go beyond um, one interesting one is around hockey now that you don't have NHL players uh, competing in this upcoming game. So it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. uh, how everyone does there. There's almost an Canada expectation. Canada has that, a strong team yeah, yeah. and could do very well mm-hmm. um, in hockey. But of course, yeah, there's always an expectation there. Yeah. Uh, one sport that Canada um, may or may not be paying close attention to is mm-hmm. our luge team. Okay. And our luge team, they're a team of outstanding athletes mm-hmm. and in so at Sochi 2014 there were a lot of fourth place finishes for them mm. and I think it was really challenging uh, to swallow um, because they had individual uh, fourth place finishes and then there was a team event where they finished fourth collectively all together oh. so I think there was a moment in Sochi where I just I felt crushed for them mm. and one of the things that I thought was unbelievable in terms of if you look at the perseverance uh, perseverance and the, and the character uh, mm-hmm. behind them was that they all came together and said you know what four more years yeah and that team has been together training together and I think that Canada is going to to have all right um, some some podium you've heard in, it here luge. Canadian luge team watch out <laughs> I think they're going For to them. be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to do really well and, um, you know, get what they've been working so hard for. I want, I want to go through um, a few sports here. Um, you know, historically, Canada has, you know, there's some years where we do well in alpine skiing, mm-hmm. other years that we don't. Um, how does the team look this year, do you think? Alpine skiing specifically? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is such a challenging sport to predict mm. uh, because every race day is different. Yeah. You can cut an edge, like 
catch an edge and you're you're out that particular mm-hmm. that's that's the end of that race for you yeah, yeah. every course is different um i can't speak to like predicting in sure. terms of having a finish in addition um there's do we have been, any strong skiers there's been various injuries okay. um and so uh we're looking as a whole in terms mm-hmm. of um you know yeah how the team will do in um in Rio, there was a, there the one of the stories was how well the women did mm-hmm. um, compared to the men. Not that there's a internal thing about women doing better. But, you know, um, I'm curious about if if there's any trend in winter sports towards that as well. It is. It's the same. It's okay. the same. It's uh in at Sochi, Rio. It's been more women percentage wise ah. than men that have won yeah. uh, medals at both of those Olympic okay. games. Um, and it's it's interesting because there's more men's events as a whole. Ah. So there's more opportunities for men as a whole at the Olympics to win more medals. Yeah. Um, but yet it's our women that have come out and, and performed and, and captured these medals for Canada. And it was, um, I don't remember the percentage specifically, but it was it w- huge. It's, it felt like it was, it was very like 60, big. 40, but I can't remember. Yeah. It and I don't don't quote me on that one. <laughs> um, but it was impressive. How badass of an athlete is Kelly Humphreys? Oh, my goodness. Have you ever stood beside her? No. Okay. She looks like a. She seems like she's built like a tank. She is so strong. Like yeah. it, it's, it's unbelievable. She just it's lean muscle mass. Yeah. And a lot of it, like yeah. just pure muscle. Um, she is outstanding. She is trying to break barriers in bobsleigh. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the uh, the four men sleigh, and yeah. so uh, she essentially I think was the first woman to pilot. A four men, uh, a four. So is she on the men? Is that a thing? Or? So they did. I, I can't remember it exactly. We'd almost have to Google it. But it okay. was, uh, I don't know if it was a World Cup race, but it was the first woman to ever do that race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was unprecedented. Yeah. And so she's essentially trying to break that gender barrier that mm. currently exists. Now, yeah. um, in terms of the amount of weight that you need in a four man bobsleigh okay. and uh there may or may not be something where it's a little bit more dangerous and whatnot I see. um but she's essentially trying to cross over and and, sure. and break down the barriers there for women wow the other thing about her is that you know winning gold in vancouver gold in sochi and she's out there saying you know i am going to pyeongchang to win gold for canada again I want, i'm going there to repeat yeah and so like what a woman to to step and i think her and team say, is, is ranked number do. one in the world they they just qualified three sleds like it's uh it's three yeah so uh, essentially the qualification okay. um, for any sport it's like this figure skating just uh, announced their team most recently mm-hmm. uh, which was on Sunday two days ago and um, there's uh, 17 athletes and so it's um, you know there's three women because of how the top. And okay. Then the second woman ranks, then yeah. you may or may not get another one added to the team. Okay. So that's the example in figure skating. It's the yeah. same for uh, most most oh, sports, okay. and so bobsleigh as well. And so they qualified a third ah. sled. So uh, it essentially ups the total number of athletes that get to go to represent us mm-hmm. at the Olympic Games. And so very exciting for Canada. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and can't, uh, Kaylee kind of leads that uh, leads the charge for sure. Yeah. What your thoughts on what she does next? Ooh, uh, 
Man, sky's the limit for her for sure. Yeah. So one of the one of the things, and Jeremiah, I know you were talking uh, before we we uh, yep. got in this conversation. Mm-hmm. My colleague Jeremiah Brown, um, an Olympian in rowing, um, and he he has a medal from the Olympic Games yep. in I want to say Beijing, no London. I think it's London. Mm-hmm. He'll confirm. <laughs> uh, so he's an Olympian, and where was I going with this conversation? On what Kaylee does next. Oh, yeah. So yes. so he heads up um, at, at the Canadian Olympic Committee. He heads up a program that's essentially about uh, athlete transition. Mm-hmm. So right now, if you think about it, you have athletes that have been doing their sport for who knows how long, maybe 20 years. Mm-hmm. And that's really the only thing they focused on. And so he's essentially uh, kind of leading the charge in his role in helping to bridge the gap of what other things can we help build while the athlete is still competing so that as they're transitioning, if they're choosing to no longer compete, what else is next ahead of them? And so that's the interesting thing for her is because of the length that she has been competing, I would imagine that, well, I mean, you already see the endorsement deals that she has as an individual athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would imagine that there's opportunities there that lie ahead for her. So even um, if you look at Erica Weeb, our um, wrestler that won gold yes. in Rio. Mm-hmm. Um, she recently entered a program with Deloitte. So yes, she's still competing. She her she's aiming for Tokyo 2020. Yeah. Um, and she's working with Deloitte while she's training okay. as an athlete yeah. and starting to learn kind of more of a business um, skill set and kind of grow her career at the same time. All right. And so there's different things that are st- you're starting to see more of. And yeah. so when it comes back to Kaylee and what she does next, yeah. um, I'm not sure exactly what her day-to-day has been looking like mm-hmm. um, while training and competing full-time, yeah. which already is taking up all of your time. But, I mean, she's an outstanding speaker. She's an outstanding role model. She's breaking barriers for women in sport. Yeah. Uh, she has a ton of endorsement deals. There's a lot that she could do in terms of what's next. And she's really focused on uh, raising her profile as an athlete and, and as a brand herself. Um, so that, nice. I think, helps as well. Um, skeleton and luge, what's the difference? Mm. They both seem to be crazy things that people do, but other outside of that, oh, they're insane for sure. Uh, I yeah. love I love how on some of their Twitter profiles it yeah. says professional tobogganer. Um, <laughs> so it's feet first versus head first. Okay, luge so, is f- head first. So you're just you know casually going 100 miles an hour down a track, head yes, first, head first versus feet first versus. So <laughs> this is interesting because I have heard that it's actually harder to go feet first. Which for me, yeah, as an outsider, I've never done a sliding sport. I've never tried it. Actually, our videographer uh, was shooting our um, our skeleton and our luge team mm-hmm. teams, and he uh, they were like, "Do you want to try?" And he's like, "Of course, of course." <laughs> I'm like, "I hope we have the insurance on for a this proper Olympic <laughs> track." Yeah, on a proper mm-hmm. Olympic track. So he tried it out. Okay. Um, yeah, he said he was like, "I would have the brakes on the whole time." Like, I where's the brakes? <laughs> I don't know if they're. Well, I don't like, know. Is there, like, I, don't know how be, I don't know how the pull brakes up work exactly, or, yeah. or if they do, or how that, or if the track levels out. I'm not sure exactly how that yeah. works. Would be a question for him. But yeah, he went like 100 miles per hour down oh, the track. Oh my goodness! It was insane. Oh um, my goodness! But yeah, so I've heard though that it's easier to go feet first because if you think about your eyes being able to look down the track, down your body, and then oh, down the track, okay. and then apparently Align you can steer with your feet. Okay, sure, I can imagine that. So this is what I've heard. Yeah, and again. And then head not, first not, is what? You're just going down loser. like a missile. Uh, so, but then head first, um, apparently you can like control a little bit more. You can't see yeah. <laughs> as well, but you can control it a little bit more with your upper body. Interesting. 
No, Both crazy. You have, you have to be certified. I hope I didn't to go flip that. <laughs> it's so like it's fascinating. Can yeah. you imagine just being like, you know what? I'm gonna start. Go tobogganing. You're tobogganing every day to learn how to do this thing. <laughs> I'm gonna barrel down this track yeah. at this many miles per hour. Um, hockey. I, I you know there, there's the assumption that the women and men, um, women especially, mm-hmm. will do well. Uh, the men just because of their passport. You know, there's an expectation in Canada that the team, you know, anything less than a gold, it seems like non-success, you know, it's not a success. Uh, I don't know if that's fair or not, um, both to the Canadians and other teams as well, right? Canada loves hockey. I think so, yeah. I get the sense. uh, Yeah, Yeah, so you're going to have that expectation no matter what placed upon that sport. And it's one of the last events of the entire Olympic Games is the the men's uh, gold medal game. One of my favorite is curling. I I, I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, It's fascinating on how they make those things spin. So there's a new event, mixed doubles, curling. Ah, in the Olympics. This okay. Year. So there's a few new Olympics, uh, okay. new events. And that's, that's one of them. So okay. mixed doubles, curling. Okay. You have mass start for speed skating. So instead of oh, how you see, okay. like, you know, let's say two people or, yeah. or four people starting like at the same mass. time. No, you have everybody starting at the it's same like time. It's like roller derby, isn't it? <laughs> I think it'll be interesting because yeah. you see people tripping oh, over each other. So you lose a bunch of people out of the gate. Definitely. Um, so that'll be interesting. And then big air for snowboarding. We'll big be... air? Yeah. Is this how, how high you can go? So it's a, it's a giant jump. Okay. And then you would do various tricks ah. in the air that you would get um, scored and graded on. Okay. And so it's like interesting. Like ski jump, but with a snowboard. Almost. Yes, but then also having, uh, doing tricks. So yeah, instead of okay. kind of flying through the air, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you look at the sure. um, kind of ski jump, yeah, it's they're doing like their 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 big trick in wow. the air while they're up there. So uh, that one will be fascinating. You're gonna see the same snowboard stars that you see competing in the other snowboard events. Yeah. Um, and that they could take part in multiple snowboard events. So they're already there, wow. already taking part in the games, and you're going to see some some cool stuff. The, the one thing that I love, too, is the venue. Mm. Um, so if you walk into what is the Big Air uh, for snowboarding venue and the ski jump mm-hmm. venue, it's the same venue. If you look left, <laughs> you see ski jump. If you look right, you see Big Air. Oh, wow. Um, so it's, it's one venue where the crowd's kind of in the middle, and then the— Watching both. Well, no, no, no. You they could never happen at the same time. But I mean, oh no, 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 no. So, so depending on which one. Oh, is the land looking, is the landing a different? The, the landing is the same. The same. Oh, yeah. So okay. it landing the is the middle. same. The crowd's in the middle. That'd landing's be... in the middle, and the okay. The, yeah, the jump or essentially. Uh, maybe or is maybe on the, side. the the next Winter Olympics they can. We can, same we can see what we can do at the same time. <laughs> maybe they can like high five <laughs> while they're in the air on the way down. Wow. Um Figure skating, which is your sport, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've already said the team is, is, is poised to do well. Um, Patrick Chen, um, he's always done well in Skate Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he just won another national title. He did his tenth. His tenth national. He's. It's not unreal. He's a grandfather now. No, I know. <laughs> Still um, young. He's done decent in the worlds. I think. I. I, I don't. Keep he's up. won world titles. He's won yeah. world titles. Yeah, a couple. Uh, Olympics hasn't done as well. He won a silver medal yeah. in Sochi. 
Uh, I think when there's almost an expectation though, isn't it? Or there was an expectation in Canada going yeah. into that for sure. Yeah. And it was a ton of pressure. Yeah. Now, uh, I don't believe we've won a gold medal yeah. at the Olympic games in the men's, um, figure for, skating for, in a while or ever. I don't Elvis think, never won. I don't think ever. Brian silver. Yeah. You're right. So because Patrick Chan, yeah is that good and yeah. you know had that that mm. capability there was a lot of pressure there, there pressure for him there, to be yeah. the one now he in terms of what he's done yeah for men's figure skating and how he's brought his artistry to it like not only yes did he have the technical skills mm. but the elegance and the artistry and the skating skills and program components and everything he brought to the table um were were just unmatched so if he you know at any given moment if he's on it's his yeah. in terms of when, if we're looking back to, mm -hmm. to him, um, Sochi era. Yeah. Um, so he's come back and he's come back with this renewed energy uh, and he's come back with uh, essentially this will to have it be about the enjoyment of skating. Mm. I think there was so much pressure going yeah. into Sochi 2014 and anybody would, you know, not really get to enjoy their moments as much when there's that much pressure on you to just perform and have a particular result. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the journey. Yeah. Um, and you've got to enjoy it and, and enjoy the product along the way, right? True. So, yeah. So, I mean, for, for Patrick, like, I love watching his skating. He's outstanding. Um, and no matter where he places um, in Pyeongchang, I mm -hmm. think and I hope that he gets to enjoy He'll be happy. Um, skating and yeah. enjoy his program and enjoy his moments. Nice. Thanks for this. You got this it. This has been fun. I'm really looking forward to these games. Um, do we do we have a we are winter hashtag? Is that still are we still using that or using something else? There's more to come. Oh, in, we're not announcing in it? one week's time. Okay. So uh, the main hashtag we always use continuously yes. between all games is hashtag Team Canada. Yeah. Uh, so you'll be sure to find content if you're using that, uh, and more to come on anything else. Awesome. Thank you for joining me again. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Always good to be here. in rain and ice pellets walking home I'm covered in it walking home along the tracks secret path did you say secret Pale blue doesn't do what they said it do. It's just a jacket. It's a windbreaker. It's not a jean jacket. It's they call it a windbreaker.
walking home along the tracks secret path he said secret path I am so to the skin there's never been a colder rain than this one I'm Can't even tight rope in.